Liz Larkin today. She has so much energy and passion for the maritime industry, personal growth, and setting big goals for herself. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Women Offshore Podcast. This is Ali Cedeno and Christine McMillan. We are both experienced seafarers, and at Women Offshore, we are making waves. The Women Offshore Foundation propels women plus into meaningful careers through access to a worldwide community and professional development resources, while raising awareness amongst industry leaders and decision makers about issues affecting women on the water. This podcast is an integral part of our mission, and we appreciate you listening in. New episodes of the Women Offshore podcasts are available every Tuesday. Subscribe on whatever platform you like to listen to podcasts on and be in the know about the latest topics related to diversity, equity, and inclusion within the maritime and offshore industries. Thanks for tuning in. We have another great episode for you today. Hi, Larkin, and welcome to the Women Offshore Podcast. Hi, it is very, very good to be here. I am so excited. Hello to all the ladies out there in Women Offshore World. Um, It is an honor to be a part of this amazing uh, organization and here today talking with you. Yes, I'm so excited for our chat today because you have a really interesting story. And so I just want you to launch into it. Start from the beginning. Tell us how you found your way into the maritime industry. Okay. Um, Yeah. So it's not like a traditional way. Uh, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, so I'm landlocked. And uh, and, and being a sailor just wasn't even on my radar. I always wanted to be around like marine biology. Like I grew up watching uh, Discovery Channel and National Geographic, and it just seemed so fascinating. And I wanted to be a part of that world, but I really didn't know how. And I didn't think of myself like as a sailor. Like I said, it wasn't on my radar. So I I started like searching online at a cruise for my mom and I to go on. Right. And uh, as I'm looking at the cruises, I see something in the corner of the screen and it's like flashing now hiring. I'm like, well, maybe I clicked on it and it said there was an open house like in two weeks in, in the, where I was. Cause at the time I was living in Chicago. So um, okay. I, there was an open house two weeks from then. And I thought to myself, okay, this is, this is kismet. There's something really special, but this feels right. You know, you had those moments in life. Where you're like, this is a moment this is going to change everything. So I go to the <laughs> house, I get hired. And the next thing I know, I'm whisked away to Hawaii. Uh, I started working. My first job was working with Norwegian Cruise Lines uh, in the jewelry department. So I was in jewelry sales uh, behind the glass counter, which is completely not like me. Uh, people that know me know I'm just, I'm really adventurous. I like to, you know, get out there, get my hands on things. And so just standing there all day, wasn't really my style, but I fell in love with ship life right away. I loved waking up in a different port every day. I loved uh, the crew members, like meeting these people from around the world. It was also interesting. And I started seeing the deckhands. I looked at the deckhands and they always had like cool power tools. They were up in the bridge with the captain. They were driving the tender boats. They were doing all the stuff that I wanted to do. Like I wanted to be a part of that world. That's me. So I started talking to them. Um, I started networking with them and the uh, captains and mates on board. And I discovered the the different ways that I could enter this world. And uh, as a 32 year old, I really, at first I was like, there's no way, like I'm too old for this. Everybody out there in the audience, you are never too old to do anything. They're, like anything is possible. Just go for it. Um, you won't be disappointed. Trust me. So, um, so I go for it, and uh, I found a company called Uncruise, and uh, they 
they hire unlicensed deckhands. That's that's one thing that's kind of difficult. If you don't have experience, it is kind of hard to get your foot in the door. You have to find the right company to work for uh, to get that to get that initial job. So I got the initial job. I, I w- was with Uncruise for years. I learned so many things. I learned, I was up in Alaska driving skiffs in front of glaciers. I was down in Mexico, um, just bebopping around, checking out blue whales and uh, the Sea of Cortez. Like it was amazing. Uh, but I wanted to, I still like, my heart was still really uh, wanting to get back into the science, like wanting to go to the science world. And I remember one of the first days that I was on that, that first Norwegian cruise boat, I saw a boat in the distance and I said, what is that? Because it was this catamaran style vessel, but it was not like, it wasn't like a beautiful sailboat catamaran. It was like, it was industrial. I'm like, that is really cool. What is that? Oh, that's a research vessel, research vessel. Tell me more. And so then, you know, and then that's how that ball started. I was like, you know what? And I, I was like, one day I'm going to be on that ship. So fast forward after like I work at Uncruise and I work on a few different vessels, I get my sea days underneath me and I go apply for the Kila Moana University of Hawaii's research vessel and I got it. And uh, that so began my journey in the science world. And um, that's how I ended up. I started, I started working with these scientists and because I thought the science was so cool, I thought of them as almost like, like rock stars. They were like yeah. the rock stars to me. They were, um, I was intimidated at first, you know, and uh, like I wanted to, t- I was like a little kid, like I wanted to talk to him, but I didn't, I didn't know what to say. Uh, but I just started asking them questions and, uh, and, and they were so open. I mean, the moment you start asking the scientists the questions, they're like, oh yeah, let me tell you more. Let me tell you more. And so I started filming them. I made a couple videos and when I showed the, the, the head, the lead scientist on board, the video that I had created, he said, oh, wow, this is wonderful. We'd like to pay you like outreach, you know, like what? And I said, outreach, what is outreach? And as he explained outreach, I just, my jaw dropped because I thought to myself, oh my gosh, he's explaining my dream job. Yeah. Right. And, and be the bridge of communication between scientists and the general public. Yes. <laughs> That's the quick of kind of like how I ended up being from like Louisville, Kentucky to, you know, working with scientists, creating these videos. That's amazing. So where are you living now and what's your schedule look like? Okay. So, um, so now I'm back home in Louisville, Kentucky. I currently have an expedition that's coming up February of 2024 that I'm very excited about. Um, I'm joining a research vessel in Italy and we'll be sailing for two months and I will be coming on board. I'm taking the sailor hat off and putting on my science outreach hat on. And I will be just, I'll I'll be documenting everything that the scientists are doing. And I also get the opportunity, which I'm really excited about this, to walk around every day and have the camera on me and talking real time to classrooms and they'll be asking me questions and I'll, and I can answer them right then and there. Cause I'll be walking with the scientists. So I get to walk around with the camera, walk around this cool vessel while we're doing this deep sea, you know, research, talking to the scientists, talking to the kids in the classroom. It's just, it's everything. So I'm very excited about that. So what I'm doing right now is I'm here preparing for that. Total honesty, I <laughs> I got my start on my iPhone and I made all of these videos on my iPhone. I don't know how to use a real camera. So I'm learning how to use a real camera right now. And that right. process a lot of fun. This is another one that's it's, I'm, I'm excited about. I was just approached by uh, by Job Corps out in Astoria, which I don't know if for a lot of the sailors out there, Astoria is just like, it's one of my favorite places. It's just this really salty town and uh, the people are amazing. So they approached me about 
working with them to try to get more more people uh, aware of what Job Corps does, like what's available there. And they are doing some amazing work. I didn't know, but they were they're the top Job Corps in the country. And basically, if you get involved with them, if you're like coming out of high school, and you're not sure like what you should do. You can go to Job Corps and they have a seamanship program that's in, it's amazing. And they'll kind of like food, take care of you, take care of your lodging. And they teach you everything that you need to know. And you walk out of there, you know, with this really good understanding of what's going on and the, like how it works in the manner world. Because it can be a little bit convoluted, you know, out there when you're trying to get started. And they kind of take your hand. It reminds me. The way that it was, the way that he's he's explaining it to me, I was thinking this reminds me of how the military was because um, I was also in the army uh, years ago, and it, it reminds me of that where the army just kind of like they kind of like take care of you, you know, like yes. we'll take care of everything, you know, we'll yeah. take care of your food, your lodging, tell you how this is. So that's what they're doing, and so I'm very excited to start working with them and creating kind of a campaign to uh, change the way that kind of job corps looked at and have it more so just bring more awareness to the fantastic work that they're doing out there. That is so cool. And you've really created yourself in these roles for yourself, which is so awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I kind of give advice to people now saying, you know what, if you really love doing something, just do it a lot, get good at it. And eventually somebody's going to give you money for it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like if you're really, if you really put your heart in something and you have like good intention with this, this thing that you're creating, the sky's the limit. Really, anything's possible. So, yeah. Okay. So, you have this like really cool future of things that you're looking forward to. So, let's take a look back right now. Tell me about yeah. one of your proudest moments in your career. <sighs> okay. I've got, I've got two, two of my proudest moments. Number one, proudest moment. This was when I got a job working uh, with this vessel called the Pressure Drop. And on the Pressure Drop, there is a submersible called the limiting factor. Now the limiting factor can go down to the Marianas Trench. It goes get down to the, the, the Philippine Trench. It can go down to these deep, deep, I mean, 36,000 feet down repeatedly. So it's, it's really in a, it's its own class of submersible and it's a two man submersible. So my proudest moment was getting to be the communications between the submersible and the main ship and how that worked is uh, the main ship, would, had like a little speedboat on it. And so when we would get to the Mariana Trench and we were like above where we were supposed to be, we would lower down, you know, lower down the speedboat and I would get into the speedboat and I'm, I would be on the surface following the submersible as it's down on the, on the bottom of the floor. So it's 36,000 feet down. And every few, every, like every once in a while, I would, I would lower this modem into the water and I could communicate with them hear what they're doing. They would give me, you know, the, the safety and like what's going on with them down there, where they are, what they see. And then I would report back to the main vessel. That felt so cool. I mean, yeah. that was just like, man, I am really, I am really, I'm really do like, this is, I couldn't believe it was me doing this, you know? So that was a very proud moment. And it gave me the opportunity to work with some of the best men I've worked with on the water. I was the only, I was the only female on, uh, on the crew and the first female on deck crew on that boat. And, uh, and it was, it was a fantastic experience all around. It was really wonderful. The, the second proudest moment that I have in my career. Um, and this one is like in the fields is when I got offered the job to create these videos for the researchers on board. I, when I was growing up, I wanted, I wanted to be a marine biologist myself. It really, that's really what I wanted to do, but I never really thought that I had the smarts for it, right? I didn't think that I would be able to make it in that world. So I, I psyched myself out. 
And I didn't, I, I didn't even, I didn't even try, you know, I was like, nope, that's not for me. I'm not, I'm not good enough for that. And so to have a scientist that I, some, this, this person that I admire so much tell me that they wanted my help with something, that they wanted me to create something for them was so mind blowing to me that the day that it happened, I went back into my room. I get, get a little choked up, but, but like the day, that day I went back into my room and I just fell to my knees and I started crying because I could not believe that this person who I looked up to so much was like reaching out a hand going here, like, can you help me? <laughs> so that was the, the moment where, um, yeah, that's my proudest moment. It's through ships that I got there. I would have never had the opportunity to be in the same company as, as these scientists had I not gone down this road, you know, following, following my heart and being on ships. Very cool. We already talked that you have interesting things that are coming up in your future, but let's talk about a goal. What, what's the goal do you have for yourself that you're setting and, you, and we can talk long-term and short-term. So, so let's talk about yeah. some goals you have. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So one of my big goals, and it's already like, I feel like the, the, it's starting to come together already, but my big goal is to have a traveling science show where I can showcase the incredible work that women are doing in science, as well as other STEM fields. I want to show it all. And this is land, uh, water everywhere, digging deep into the earth, like all the things that these women are doing. It's incredible. And I just feel like we need so much more representation out there because, there's just not enough. I don't know if you know, I feel like there was a statistic and I don't know if it's still accurate, but only 2% of the world's uh, sailors are women. And I don't know if that's still like, it's still accurate, but I mean, it feels yeah. like it is when I'm out there and I don't see any other ladies out there. So, right. yeah, that's um, accurate. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I would like to, in order to help change that narrative, to, to change that story, I think having more representation and showcasing these, these, uh, these women, because then a little girl like me, you know, like when I was, could, if I had seen that, it could have changed everything for me, you know, and, and to tell their stories. Oh my gosh. Learning that a lot of these scientists had the same self doubts that I had, but they pushed through it. Like that was a mind blow. I'm like, wait a second. Like one girl told me she failed biology. She failed it. <laughs> like what? This, and she was, but she's brilliant, but she failed it. And she was like, yep, had to retake it. You know, it is, it is what it is. I'm like, go girl. Yes. So that I want, I want people to see stuff like that and to tell those stories so that they realize like that, that anything is possible. It doesn't matter where you came from or where, or where you are right now today. You can, you can change that and you can really, you can, you can live your dreams and you can inspire other people. So that's, that's my long-term goal. And then also I have one more. I, I would like to set up centers around the world that are like safe havens for women in in war zones and in developing countries to give these women opportunities that they might not otherwise have. So, and this would range, these centers would be, you know, anywhere from like girls that are five years old to, to women, to like, you know, women of all ages. And just to give them a place to to teach them the skills that they need and to give them that community, to give them resources, to give them support. But one of the things that, um, and I know that there's centers like that, but I really want to also focus on each woman or girl that I have in these centers to have sort of like a pin pal uh, in another country. And that way, what we're doing is we're really building this international community of women supporting women and empowered women supporting empowered women. Like how? Oh, Oh, I get the goose pimples just thinking about it. So um, that's another long-term goal is to have this show and to also have these centers around the world. 
you have big dreams and I love that, that you haven't lost that spark, right? And you still, because I feel like in our 20s, we can like dream and think that we can achieve a whole lot. And then as we get older, we sometimes get jaded, right? And you feels like yes. that you have it. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, well, so I think that stems from um, full, another, another true, true, another T, another one of my T's is that before I got on boats, I was drinking a lot. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like skid row, you know, where I was, you know, bottom of the barrel, but I found myself, you know, a lot of times drinking because I was, because I was really seeking that adventure. Remember I said I was watching those discovery channel and national geographic. I gotta be honest. I mean, it's, it sounds really pitiful, but I remember many days, you know, it'd be like Sunday, I got the day off and I would just drown my sorrow sitting on the couch in a bottle of Jack Daniels, watching the discovery channel, watching the fish and being like, why can't I do that? I'll never do that. You know? And to go from that to being on the boats. And now I stopped drinking five years ago. So like, I don't even, that's not even a thing anymore. It's like, it's a miracle to me that like, I got, I'm living this life. And so like, if I got this far from where I was, heck yeah, I can have centers around the world. Like anything's possible. If I came this far from there, oh yeah, yeah, girl, I'm doing it. Like we're, we're, we're all, we're golden. And I, and I also want to show that to people like you, if you believe in yourself, nobody can tell you nothing. You know, you can, you, you, (laughs) you are in control. You are in the driver's seat and anything's possible. So is that the advice that you would have for young women or do you have another piece of advice that you would give them? I got a couple. I got a couple okay. pieces of advice. <laughs> yes, definitely. Believing in yourself is is number one. That's, you know, if you don't believe in yourself, what is it? Like RuPaul says, honey, if you don't believe in yourself, then, or wait, if you don't love yourself, then who is who else is going to, right? It's kind of like the same thing. If you don't believe in yourself and you walk into a situation, nobody else is going to believe you. But if I come into this room and I'm booming and excited about these possibilities, people are going to jump on board because I believe it, you know. Uh, But the advice I have for young ladies starting out on boats is this. Volunteer for everything that you can. I don't care if you don't know how to do it. That's even better. Then you get to ask somebody how to do it. You ask and then you're, you're creating like a new friend, like a bond with this person. But definitely volunteer because what I have come to notice being the only woman many times on, on these ships that I'm working on is that these guys, they don't know what to do with you. Not their fault. You can't, you you can't get all, you know, shady with them or all attitude because they really don't, they really don't know. They've never worked with a woman on board. This is, this is new to them. So help them by showing them that you are there to work. You love this. You, if it's dirty, like if it's something that you're like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to get down the bilge. You better get down in that bilge. You better, you better volunteer for that stuff. Okay. Because that's going to make the difference. They're going to go, Oh damn, like this, this girl really, she's really about it. Like she really wants to be in here and that's going to go so far. Another thing too, is like, you know, you're, you are kind of like this representation of women for them. Like this is what they're, they are going to think this person that equals all women for sailor world. So be a good representation, be a good ambassador for, for us out there, you know, and like volunteer for that stuff and, you know, it really, really get in there and don't be afraid to volunteer. Um, and it shows that you're interested in what's going on. Like it's only going to, it's only going to benefit you. And, uh, advice piece number two is, is a good follow-up to that one is ask questions, ask all the questions, make sure that you are 110% clear on 
the equipment that you're using and on the operation that is about to go down because safety is key. That is number one when you're out on the water. Acting like you know how to do something when you don't is only going to hurt you and possibly really hurt somebody else, you know, physically and all the things. I love that advice. And I think that when I was going out to sea for the first time, people told me that, like, be a sponge, take every opportunity that comes your way, and then ask questions, right? And like, and it was the safety factor. And it was like, you're not supposed to know anything when you get out there. And so they're expecting you to ask questions. And so if you're not, then they're like, what's wrong with her? Why isn't she asking questions? Totally. Yes. That's perfect. What's wrong with her? Why is she so quiet? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite piece of advice that someone gave you? This is funny. Ask questions. (laughs) So yes, the number one piece of advice that somebody gave to me years ago was ask questions. They said the people, people really like to answer questions. Generally speaking, generally speaking, people like to answer questions uh, because it gives them a little opportunity to flex a little bit about the stuff they know, right? So asking questions isn't a problem. But when somebody gives you grief about asking questions, it's usually because they don't know the answer and you're accidentally calling them out. And that's why you're catching that static and that resistance from them is because they don't really know. So, so ladies out there, do not take offense when somebody starts giving you, giving you attitude about asking questions. You just say, okay, thank you very much. And you move on because there's going to be another sailor on board who knows the answer and will be more than happy to help you. And you stick to those people that are your allies because you're going to find these allies on the boat that you can work with. And I mean, I've had, I've had quite a few in my, in my boat history and they've been wonderful. So yes, that was the best piece of advice that I got was ask questions. Don't be afraid to. Yeah, no, that was wonderful. That the girl who, who gave me that advice, uh, Shana Floyd, she was, that was the, she was the first person who took me under her wing. Uh, she was a, a seasoned deckhand on the, on the vessel and we, we were partnered up. So it really worked out. Cause I, I remember the day that I, I just kept on asking her so many questions, Christine, I wouldn't stop. And I was, I said, I'm so sorry, Shana. I'm so sorry. I keep on asking you all these questions. And she said, no, it is so good because it also shows like you referred, like circling back to what you said that you're not, you're not being quiet. You are interested in what's happening. You want to know, like you're aware people want that. (laughs) They don't want you to just stand there and be quiet because they don't know (laughs) what to do with that. So yes, that's yeah. Wonderful to have an ally on board. Yeah. So is there anything else that you want to share with the women offshore community? What's something else that you have to tell us? Yes. Being the only woman on board can be very daunting in that what I was speaking about earlier, you feel like you are the representation for all women offshore. And that can be like every mistake that you make. I don't think that the, the gentlemen out there really understand what that feels like. That every, that you, because they might not even be doing it. Like they might not really be judging you, but you're judging yourself, right? And you're like, oh God, like I, I used the wrong power tool for that. Or, oh no, I messed up that thing. Or, oh no, I didn't know that piece of like the, the, the navigation, this happened or whatever the problem is. You think, oh no, it's, you know, I'm going to, they're going to think about all women this way. Don't let it psych you out. Don't let it psych you out. Do your best. You are human. You're not, it's not like, we're not like women and men out there. We're humans out there and we're crew members and we're trying to like help each other out. So another thing that I'd like to add is that any opportunity that you have to help anybody on deck, whether that, that goes for male or female, these are your crew members. This is family. 
Okay. Like it is, it's a different kind of relationship that only I feel like people on the water really understand and maybe astronauts. Like it's you, <laughs> it's such a highly dynamic, close space environment that any opportunity you have to help somebody out, do it. And, and that could be anything from helping them out with a piece of equipment, helping them out with cleaning, whatever the pro, a project, or it could be something as simple as just saying, Hey, how are you doing? Just asking them how they're doing because you yeah. can be out at sea. I've been out at sea for 45 days in a row before. It gets a little, it gets a little squirrely out there, you know? And yeah. so just making sure to like help keep the morale up, you know, and just taking care of each other. I think that's really important because to really take to heart, like the word crew member, like the, those words, like you're a crew member, you're part of this crew, you know, and to, to, to really uh, respect that and give that the depth and respect that it deserves. So that would be like some leaving advice, some leaving like words uh, that I like to give the community. Oh, and one more thing um, to also take your seat at the table fearlessly. You earned Ah. your spot. If you are, if you made it on deck, girl, you got it. Like own it. (laughs) You have an opinion, share it. If you see something that looks a little messed up and you want to like, Hey, you know what? I think maybe we could do it this way. Share that. You have extraordinary ideas to offer and to bring to the table that nobody else has. You are unique. And so definitely bring that. Don't be afraid to speak up. That's, that's, oh. that's something else. And you never know where that's going to lead you. I mean, look at me. Now I'm going to be working with, with different scientists and different organizations doing things because I wasn't afraid to like pick up that camera and ask these questions, right? Like you never know where it's going to lead. So fearlessly take your seat at the table. You earned it. Oh, Larkin, thank you so much. That's great advice. This has been such a pleasure. It's been a dream to talk to you. You have an amazing following. It's so cool. Thank you so much. You're making waves and you're doing a great job and you're representing the industry and women well. So thank you so much. That means so, so much. Yeah. Tell people how they can find you. Yes. If, if you are looking for, uh, for advice on, on getting into this, the sailing world or uh, like I'm going to be working with Job Corps soon. So if, any, any, if, you're, if you're looking for more of informa- if you're looking for more information about this world or just to follow me and see what I'm doing with these scientists, you can follow me at um, My Salty Sea Life on Instagram and Limitless Larkin on TikTok as well as My Salty Sea Life on YouTube. So I have three ways. Okay. Um, we also write a blog about you to go onto our website. And so we'll include those there. We want people to check out and see what you're doing because you're a beautiful light in this industry that people need to be looking at and following. So thank you. Christine, that's a huge compliment. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for this opportunity and for all you are doing. Thank you for working with women offshore and giving and giving me the chance to uh, to tell my story. I really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore podcast. Come back next Tuesday for another new episode. If you want to propel women offshore forward, visit womenoffshore.shop. Make a donation or purchase some swag. Until next time, stay safe out there and we will talk to you soon.